I'm Max. I'm Robert. And uh, Danny is on a 30-day uh, USADA suspension, um, so he is not joining us oh today. Oh my gosh. What <laughs> yeah. color card do you have to get to get that? Uh, it's it's a I think it's a rainbow card. Rainbow. Yeah. It's, that a, it's than, a mix of every color. Is like, that worse than plaid or? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a mixture of every card, so you get suspended for everything you could possibly be suspended for. My God. Including a podcast. Yeah. Including a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. Um. So Danny's not joining us today, but uh, who the hell cares, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you okay, Robbie's not kind of choked up about well, you know, Danny I, not being here. Well, it was just the news about the card he got was just like jarring. That's but, jarring. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I'm fine. Okay, great. Max, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, a little tired, but I'm good. Okay. 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 Moving on. Moving on. Yep, that's not interesting. <laughs> Sorry I asked. <laughs> um, so, guys, uh, today we're here to talk about busting ghosts in a movie theater. Um, we should address at the top that we did not see Independence Day Resurgence, like we promised at the end of the last episode. And it sounds like we might have made a good decision. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah. Did did Danny see it? Danny did see it. Okay, so Danny actually did the due diligence. But I don't believe we podcast. told. I don't think we instructed him to to go. I think he went up. He, he, he went, he went rogue. Yeah. yeah, he went rogue one. Star Wars story, which is our next movie. <laughs> Just kidding. yeah, we got a pre-release uh, yeah. reel. <laughs> yeah, um, so he went and saw the movie and reported back and said it was not very good. So we maybe we dodged a big old alien yeah, bullet. Yeah, so we let Danny take that and uh, we instead decided to see Ghostbusters. Uh, but before we talk about that, uh, guys, Comic-Con was last weekend, and is there anything in per- particular you guys want to talk about from Comic-Con? Uh, yeah, there is. Go for it, Max! <laughs> um, so I, I feel like DC is continuing the trend in my eyes of just being awful and getting worse. Maybe not worse. It's hard, Maybe, it's yeah. hard for them to what? get worse from yeah. when they where they started. I think that's... And, I get all this stuff still could have potential, like maybe it can turn it around, but nothing that I see from DC makes me think that it's going to be anywhere near decent. Yeah. What did, are you talking about it in general, or like did you think Wonder Woman looked okay? It, or I did not think that Wonder Woman looked okay, or if anything, just okay. Mm-hmm. And then Justice League also looked bad. Just all the things that I, I'm yeah. worried about are, just seem to be like falling into place exactly where I think they're going to fall into place. Or just, like, the cut of that Justice League trailer in particular is just kind of annoying because Batman's yucking it up the whole time, and it's just yeah. very... Look, we can be fine. And it's still Zack Snyder, and it's, like... But it's still, like, literally dark and, like, grim, and it just doesn't jive. Like like we said before about uh, Batman versus Superman, like, at least they stuck to their guns and made their universe still miserable, and now that they're now it seems like they're kind of backpedaling a little bit, at least the way that they presented it. Yeah. I th- it's weird to me. I, I thought the Wonder Woman trailer was fine. I didn't love it, but I also I liked it probably more than I thought I was going to. I hope under a different director than Zack Snyder. That's my hope, too, is that like with someone else at the helm, I'm hoping for something a little... Honestly, I, I know it kind of... It feels like maybe they're backpedaling because their original idea was our movies are not supposed to be like fun. They're supposed to be kind of serious movies featuring comic book characters. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping, even though it would mean they're kind of going back on their whatever, that I, I'm hoping Wonder Woman is a fun movie, and, and, like, I can enjoy myself at the movie, because I like the Wonder Woman character. Yeah. As yeah. much as, like, she wasn't in the movie a ton, I, I liked Gal Gadot enough as Wonder Woman in Batman vs. I, I felt like she was shoehorned in. I wish there had been... I wish they had waited and just put her movie out sooner. Right. It seems like it's been filmed already. Right? Yeah. It's, it's got, I, I don't know. If it's one of those movies where I get the sense that it's been in the can for a while i don't know but uh 
Yeah. I, I, I'm more hopeful for that one, at least. Yeah. I hope, because it is, it's in the same universe, but it's not Zack, Zack Snyder that maybe there'll be some hope for it. Suicide Squad is not Zack Snyder either. Right? N- no. No. It still looks awful. <laughs> it, it, well, yeah. <clears throat> we'll see. It, it, I mean, they're at least... It's it's weird to me because they're, they are at least acknowledging that their movies are not fun, and they now are kind of backpedaling and want their movies to be fun. So Suicide Squad seems to be the first step towards that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like it, it, To me, it it was worrisome to hear that they reshot so much of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to kind of, like, say, like, well, you know what, hey, we made a mistake, and this movie's already almost in the can, but, you know, let's let's come out the gate with this movie. Is it PG-13? Yes. Yeah. I so. <laughs> well, I just think it's a, even that aside, I just think it's a shame that, you know what seems appropriate for to be dark? A movie about a team of supervillains that are, like, kind of forced to save the world, or I'm assuming their heads will blow up or something. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it's okay. Like, I would... I was going to see it no matter what, and obviously everything before has, this has really tarnished my hopes for it. But I would like to like a DC movie. Yeah, I really would. It's 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 funny because I think if you listen to our podcast, I think there's no way it doesn't we don't come off as like very pro Marvel and anti DC, and I I don't I don't come at that as like I'm not saying that as like a fanboy of Marvel who just enjoys Marvel over DC properties. What that what this is is it is a a long collection of like reading DC comics and feeling like really burnt out on them because they're not fun and watching these DC movies which are not fun and then reading Marvel comics which also sometimes can be not fun and, and mm-hmm. kind of like grim and stupid grim and, and stupid and not great and not every Marvel movie has knocked it out of the park either but you do see things like like we we're talking about right before we started the podcast the new trailer for Doctor Strange um, the new logo for Thor Ragnarok. You know, I like... think I think <clears throat> I said that to Max that the logo for Thor Ragnarok is more fun than the last trailer, few trailers and movies that DC has put out. And yeah. it's it's stunning. Yeah, everything I see from Marvel just like makes me really happy, and everything that I see from DC just kind of sours my attitude. And yeah, it does seem like you know total fanboy just run that yeah. direction. But, like, I was the same way even within Marvel Universe with uh, things that were Marvel Studios versus non-Marvel Studios. Yeah. And, like, adamant, I'm not going to pay for these things. I don't want any money going towards these studios that, like, are not doing anything good with their properties. And then uh, Deadpool comes along. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm seeing this in theaters. Yeah. Like, I love it. It's great. I bought it on DVD. And, like, you know, I'm willing to, to... switch my views if it warrants it but so yeah. far if nothing they support there support their characters if they put out a good product mm-hmm. i've i've always had affection for dc characters and if they could they could do something to impress me i'd be i'd very much be happy to give money to both camps yeah. I, that's i mean ultimately after watching the justice league uh trailer uh i went to like change went to like put on a shirt and it was a batman shirt and i was just like oh isn't, like, I love Batman, but this is just not the Batman that I love. Isn't it weird that they had a Wonder Woman trailer and a Justice League trailer? A little bit. Like, it's, like Wonder Woman is still, like, it's not coming out tomorrow. You know, like, I, I think it comes out next year, right? And then Justice League is probably... The two years out, at least? Yeah, maybe, or maybe next summer, I guess. So I guess maybe they wanted to get it out, but, like... So what, what's weird about this? That the characters in both movies? Not that no, they're just that they, movies. that, like, the movies themselves are both farther apart, but mm-hmm. they're, like, releasing both trailers mm-hmm. at the same time. It just feels like there should be a longer, like, 
there should be more time between when those movies come out. But if like if it, if if what I'm surmising is correct that like Wonder Woman comes out maybe early next year and then Justice League comes out next summer, like Marvel puts out a movie, you know, two or three movies a year too, and I don't complain about that. But it does kind of feel like they are really trying to like push out these movies as like quickly as possible. I think they're just trying to get in line with Marvel. They need to catch up. To, I mean, yeah. they really are panicking in that sense, I think. Yeah. And it's it's a little it's a little desperate. Yeah. I understand <laughs> that they're how they feel. Yeah. But, like, honestly, like, with a lot of things, when it gets delayed or something, like, you hope that the end product is just better for it. Yeah. And I really wouldn't mind waiting to have perhaps some a different director, you know, take a shot at these movies or something. Give it the time and the energy that it deserves. Yeah. These are iconic characters. You celebrate every five years when they turn another you know, whatever years old, yeah. if you if you have any value for them or your fan base, you might as well take a shot at it and do it correctly. But So uh, what did you guys think of the Justice League trailer? I, I didn't... Again, it's, it's, you know, editing is everything. I just thought it was totally very goofy. This is a man who his child ward died. Yeah. You know, he, he, he almost brought this alien man to his knees and watched him perish to save the Earth. And I just... It's just bizarre. It's just really strange. It, it was very... <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how to describe it. It was uh, all the music cues and the introduction to these people was very weird, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I I don't really <clears throat> I don't really love the actor that they got to play the Flash so far. Yeah, and uh, I saw interviews with him early on, and just kind of assumed that I wouldn't like him and then saw him in action mm-hmm. and uh I don't hate him as much as I thought I would honestly yeah. but still don't like him at all and think that it just doesn't none of the jokes that they were throwing out none of the stuff that they were doing really hit with me and it's they weren't like, really jokes yeah well, it felt but, weird because like the the trailer kind of it ends with a scene between Bruce Wayne and Barry Allen and it felt just like they saw the, tr- the scene from Civil War between Tony Stark and, and Peter Parker yeah. and they were like we got to do that. That's what we need. And it just feels like a total ripoff of that scene. And like, Which is like, people, guy going to recruit a guy has been done a million times too. But it does, right on the heels of it, right. It's there's obvious comparisons. It's That's true. Yeah. And I believe it actually ends when he says to Aquaman that he thinks he talks to fish. Yeah. And I can't wait to see how they're going to, because he arguably looks the most badass out of all of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, I think it also helped him that he had like one word. Yeah. yeah. As a line, so like, yeah. Yeah. all he has all to, do to do is, is grimace like and Jason. have weird contacts in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Blah. So then what, um, <clears throat> Doctor Strange, the new Doctor Strange trailer. I was very oh excited. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm, yeah, everything, like, the look, I guess, maybe more than It looks very just... magical. Yeah. It's cool. It's weird. I, I, the first trailer I thought was great, but like, it, you know, obviously there are going to be parallels to Inception just because like <clears> the, the buildings moving around and reality shifting and stuff but i thought this trailer kind of foregoed a lot of that sort of like inception i think it of... set itself apart it's it's yes there there's like cities kind of morphing and flying yeah. around but it definitely has like its own aesthetic it yeah. was it kind of made that clear I, I i still felt like it was a little bit inception but sure it was the uh, yeah i mean it, it has its own spin on it but I, yeah who's I, to say that that hasn't been happening in dr strange comics way before inception though yeah so maybe it's just a visual they wanted to get across and it's just like Maybe, maybe they just really liked Inception. I wouldn't even yeah, that's that. Like, yeah. I think it was. It's, it is a good. Maybe a they powerful, dive into the movie uh, Inception in the Doctor yeah, Strange movie. Yeah. But yeah, I like the uh, the magic around his hands is just like a circle. He's doing all mm-hmm. these occult things. Hexes He's and yeah. reading out of ancient books and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, doing little weird hand motions. 
He's got the cape that he throws mm-hmm. on. Oh, so cool. Um, and did you guys see the Luke Cage yeah. trailer? Yes. What did, you, what did you think? Great. I liked it. It looked good. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, I don't know if the trailer itself did anything for me. It's just like more of, yeah, I want to see that already. Yeah, yeah and, like, I know he can a little taste. not get hurt. And yeah. I just want to see him do his thing. It was yeah. interesting to essentially, I think, was like a sizzle reel of maybe like the, an action scene from like one of the first two episodes. I'm guessing so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did. I th- I like. I love him from Jessica Jones. Um, so I, I'm like, I'm excited for that. They they play Wu Tang Clan in it, and then I yeah. think like also in interviews they've been mentioning Wu Tang Clan. I don't know what's really going on with that. Maybe I think there's like something the, maybe maybe the Wu Tang Clan are like the bad guys in this one. Ooh, <laughs> that would be nice. I heard that uh iron fist has the most bad guys in any like marvel thing so far and they like put out that trailer did you guys see the iron fist trailer yeah, yeah literally kind of like yeah. a little bit of a teaser sort of yeah yeah look good yeah as and, always and role. then last but not least uh what do you guys think of the casting of brie larson as oh yeah Danvers? yeah that's awesome that's good. Yeah. it's great to I get so. i mean did I she won the she won an oscar, oscar. yeah yeah, for like hot off the heels the of Room, room winning I, Oscar I, for Room. I haven't. Seen I still haven't one. seen it yet. Yeah. I've I've been meaning to, and I should have seen it by now. But um, I keep forgetting the one movie that I've seen her in. But it's like not, maybe not noteworthy or like not. I'm not it's, sure. It's she's not in a lot of stuff. Well, she's been in stuff. <clears throat> yeah, um, it's some comedy. I think she had a small part, and so it's not really like giving me any uh, insight. You don't into have what sure, sure. Sure. to like yeah. whether she's a good um, actress or not. No, she's <clears> in that. She's in that new King Kong movie, but she's also yeah. It's it's just exciting to see someone that, I don't know. And it was my understanding, at least, that she wanted to play the role, yeah. or that's really awesome. Yeah. At this point, like, well, what? I want to be in what? a Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. well, I know, I know, but I'm just saying. like, nah, I was really, really hesitant to get into the Marvel Cinematic know, Universe, I know, because but... I know they're all flops, and nobody, you know, this it's, is just going to be horrible for It just seems like everything's career. at her feet, is what I'm saying, so right. it's just like. She is a, she's kind of a, on a short list of, like, pretty hot commodities in, in exactly. Hollywood Exactly, right so now. it's just, no. and, and I'm not certain not every type of actor is just gonna go like of course we'll just be every in the marvel single movie. one <laughs> name one name one that wouldn't henry cavall oh that's right yes you never get ewan mcgregor in a marvel movie right huh ewan mcgregor why wouldn't what are we what are we referencing here i just don't think he would be in one <laughs> something tells me and then yeah. like tomorrow like the yeah. newspaper lands on your door yeah maybe Mac- check the news tomorrow yeah. new mcgregor new i'll McCary? never be in that <laughs> um i would love to see that not really yeah, yeah, looking so good. And uh, they had some Guardians news. Yeah, like, oh, there's some antenna. Going uh, on, and Kurt, Russell's uh, Kurt Russell's character. So is this Ego. like this is like out uh, there? This isn't like yeah. supposed to be a spoiler or anything. Yeah, right? I like, didn't get a text from James Gunn telling me this news this morning. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Uh, Kurt Russell is playing uh, um, Star Lord's father, Peter Cole's father, but he's... is Ego the Living Planet? But I've also seen a costume where he's a human, so I maybe yeah. he can like, transform, or maybe on I'm, his he's a, he's a planet, right? right? But he has he did impregnate Peter Quill's mother, so I, he might just have a human form. He must have a human form. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I have a planet form, so it would make sense. That yeah. is true. Yeah. When it, when the night when the the moon goes up, you do ascend into the sky as a new planet. Yeah. Become a celestial yeah. body. Uh, I, I'm Pluto, you know, the one that, like, sometimes... Not a planet, a planet. not a planet, yeah. get out of here! Sometimes it is. Yeah. Okay, all right. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes uh, it's a human, sometimes Yeah, that's it's a exciting. Planet. I'm so, so ready for Guardians 2. Yeah. Um, and then there was more casting news about Black Panther, too. Oh, yeah. They said what, what? Uh, what Michael B. Jordan's uh, character is going to be. Oh, I didn't hear this. Who's yeah. that? Uh, he's Killmonger. Okay. Which is like, okay. a, 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 I, I'm not super familiar with the lore of 
Black Panther comics, but mm-hmm. he is apparently like a, a Wakandan citizen whose father feels betrayed by T'Chaka uh-huh. and then goes and lives in America, kind of formulates his revenge and then goes back to Wakanda to take his revenge on T'Chaka and T'Challa. So That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So T- T'Chaka's not in it anymore. No, because no. he's dead. Yeah. Okay. okay. So um, they're going to have to switch up. Yeah, we can have a situation or something. <laughs> Walk in with his dad like, I'm yeah. the king. Uh, yeah, that's... Unfortunately, I, that's just the way it's all rolling out, though, is all the Marvel stuff looks really, really good. It, I, yeah, yeah. And I, I I, can't help but just feel like I I am admittedly more... I, I always look more forward to Marvel stuff than DC stuff, and I, want, I don't want that to be the case, but... There's I, room in my life for both. Yes, but at the same time, Marvel rolls out really exciting news and, and trailers. They should get Marvel Studios to do the DC movies. I, <laughs> I was... Jo- I, jo- no, I jokingly said, like, what if they were like, you know what... Take Superman. Do a Marvel Superman. Just <laughs> yeah. see what it's like. Let's yeah. do. And I'll bet you that motherfucker oh. would show up with blue and red, with yeah. the with the underwear. Everything and he'd be, in the right place. He'd yeah. be bending the Leaning Tower of Pizza back to <laughs> pizza. Pizza. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, that'd be a good idea. Have like amalgam movies. Oh <laughs> like, boy, uh, that would be so. Don't even get me. Yeah, started. Um. So yeah, that's that's the Comic Con wrap up. Right on. That's a Comic Con wrap up, you guys. Zippity do. Till next year. <laughs> and many more. Okay, so guys, as three men who host a podcast with a arguably misogynistic title, <laughs> that was a name generator that had nothing to do with anything. Um, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> Are we defensive? <clears throat> Let's talk about Ghostbusters. Yes. So I didn't like that there were women in uh, it. Oh, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Up to a bad wow. Um, so I guess what is your what is your guys' relationships with the original Ghostbusters? Since I think it's going to be impossible to not draw comparisons to. I, I, mm-hmm. I do think it's fair. Yeah. And if for many reasons throughout the film. But I love the original Ghostbusters. Uh, I grew up watching watching the movie and also watching the cartoon had the pack really really enjoyed it mm-hmm. i do not believe by any means that anything could ever come out that would affect my you know love for the original one right i think that's a silly i personally find that to be like a silly sort of way to feel about something like yes. that but i very much enjoyed it. i liked the second one i think at the, as a kid i didn't maybe didn't get that it wasn't the... as good um but i still enjoy it as just more ghostbusters happening Are you sure you like the second one well, we're sitting... staring at your painting of Vigo the Carpathian. An enormous painting of Vigo the Carpathian behind us, which is kind of I well, I cherish him very oh, much. God. Um. So yeah, I guess that's probably evidence enough. If you're sitting in a no, we're sitting in a room where there's a giant Ghostbusters painting, so I guess there's that. What about you, Max? Yeah. Uh, I like them both, and yeah. uh, but I guess when I was watching the after we got out of the movie, we were talking about like. What what did happen in the original movies? Who who were these characters exactly? And there were some bits and pieces that I didn't know whether they happened in the first movie or the second movie or mm-hmm. what this character exactly did. So I guess my memory is a little bit foggy of the movies. I haven't seen them recently enough, sure. I guess. But I I enjoyed them every time I watched them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I for me like I I loved Harold Ramis movies growing up. So Ghostbusters to me, I I really like the original. The second one, I <laughs> the 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 painting of Vigo scared me so much as a kid that I couldn't watch it again until I was a teenager. Oh, so this is a real confrontation that yeah. we have going so on. Yeah, so the fact that I turned this chair to face him is like me facing my fears, <laughs> and I feel like I'm conquering them right now, although Vigo is uh, enchanting in a way that I... Uh... Andrew, snap out ah! of it! Ah! 
Don't make um, me slime you. But, uh, so my relationship with the movies is, I, I, I do like Ghostbusters, I think, in the same way I had a proton pack growing up. I had the toys of, like, the firehouse. Um, I had, you know, to me, like, I... I think I was maybe more a fan of the cartoon than I was of the movie growing up, and then as I got older, I think I appreciated the movie more. Yeah, that might have been the same for me. Um, but yeah, my relationship with the movie is that like for me, I I think number two is kind of a mess a little bit, but um, the first one I still like a lot, and certainly I have fond memories of the movie and of of Ghostbusters growing up. But for that again, like. No matter what, a movie that comes out now is not going to sully my memories of a movie that came out in That other movie still exists. Yeah. It doesn't erase the original print by right. by being there. So I think yeah. that right at the top, that's just important yeah. for people to like understand. Yeah. I I agree with you guys both, but I do think that, like for instance, Star Wars. When mm-hmm. the prequels came out, I think they did have an impact on the originals. Because they followed through well, with it. Like, the, it is... A continuing story. It actually story. connects them. Yeah, yeah. So and th- so, think... like, w- when so much of Star Wars is that expanded, like, what happens outside yeah. of the These are the numbered screen. films that are actually filling in a gap yeah, that, exactly. we, so... that most a lot of people didn't. And I mean, you can't argue that people really deify Star Wars in that mm-hmm. way, where, mm-hmm. and I'm myself included, who, you know, really enjoys it. But I think I've matured a little bit. I, I understand where you're, where you're coming from, and for reasons we can talk about, I think it very much connects itself in a way that even as like a sort of a soft reboot it felt um it, it couldn't help but be yeah directly compared to and and sort of set up against that yeah mm-hmm. in the in ways that you know jurassic world isn't a perfect um uh, film mm-hmm. but it does it enough to reference all the certain things from the old movie while kind of treading its own new ground in a way mm-hmm. and uh i think force awakens did a little bit better job of that like old star wars new star wars kind of easing easing people in a little bit of something like that. This is a little different of a situation, I guess. And then, honestly, this is... We're talking about Star Wars, like, multiple films and content, and uh, Jurassic World to a lesser extent, but, yeah, this... Well, it's had multiple films. This is one movie back in the day, and a sequel that half the people like, or some people like a little more than others. It's Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's weird that it's such a big deal. Mm -hmm. It is... So I think we should establish right off the bat that what you're talking about is, I think, is valid, but I think what is different about Ghostbusters versus Star Wars is that this is a movie that has is establishing a new universe completely. Mm-hmm. So The Ghostbusters didn't exist in this universe Peter Bankman, Ray, yeah, yeah. Ray, Ray Egon. Stans, yeah. I get, yeah, I guess where Ray I was Stan. coming from is just like when you go back and watch the originals like of Star Wars, when yeah. I go back mm-hmm. and watch the originals, I am affected sure. by the other ones. Right. And I think that it's... All I was saying is that it was possible. I'm not yeah. really oh, throwing yeah, yeah, anything yeah. else yeah. out there. That I think... If I watched the original Ghostbusters, the new movie would affect my viewing of that. Okay. Sure. I yeah, I think that's fair. I, I I guess what I was just establishing is that these these new characters exist in a world where the original Ghostbusters never existed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So that is it's it. I think that's important to establish because I don't think they did a good job of telling you that in the trailers or in any <sighs> of the. That was just that was only that was just frustrating for me personally. Where it was just like I, I wish they would just establish, especially in a world of reboots and sequels sure. and and remakes and things like where we're at i didn't, yeah. I didn't think that was too much to, to yeah. ask for but um i guess before we get in like into the mean bones of the movie um you said that you especially liked leslie jones's performance in the movie yes do you want to talk about her yeah in the movie? i mean we could talk about her and like the rest of the characters and kind of go through the, yeah. through the story i i just felt like she she probably stood out for me because she acted the most like um 
a normal person. I don't know. I like I will go into the other characters, but I felt like her reactions were a little more genuine. I got the feeling that maybe she wasn't. Maybe she was getting better lines, but the ad libbing, which there was a lot of in the movie, uh, just felt a lot more natural. I don't know. There was a, some particular parts where she pointed them some things out or said some things where I, I laughed just because. I don't know. It, it felt not like an ad lib, just like a reaction from her. Sure. I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I really, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed her her performance. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anybody who stood out to you in the movie, Max? Ah, uh, I really liked Kristen Wiig, actually. Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I say that, I say that because, you. like, I... She I, f- fell a little flat for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think, like, and I love Kristen Wiig, I, I, but I, for me, I think in the movie, and maybe this is by design, I just felt like she was kind of the most level character of the four I, th- I think maybe that's why I liked her. Yeah, I think I was. Like, <laughs> I know there could be I because I was fair. looking for that kind of just like mid ground where you had a lot of those in well in the original Ghostbusters. Here we go it's fine them, to compare, but, but yeah, yeah it, I, it did feel like it's all those Ghostbusters. I think we have yes, to compare it. Yeah. All those guys for all of their eccentricities. Egon Spengler is very quiet. He doesn't even kind of mm-hmm. communicate with people as well. He's yeah. more into the science stuff. And Ray, he's not like some crazy Wheeler dealer. He's pretty blah. Yeah. And Venkman is a womanizer, and he's got a little more of a personality, but. He's a little deadpan when it comes to things too. Yeah, he yeah. puts his feet up, but he kind of reacts a little slower sometimes as well. So, I I don't feel like it's wrong that yeah, there's like a more of a grounded character sure. in that sense. Yeah. But I don't know. She was a little she was a little bit of a wet blanket for me most of the film. Oh. I didn't I didn't love See, it. I like I thought it was a bit more subtle, which I did. I like the fact that they went over the top with some things, but like. I was expecting to like Kate McKinnon's character a lot, or just Kate McKinnon's performance, I should mm-hmm. say, because I like her a lot. I do too. And uh, I think she did a good job, but I, but I wasn't, I didn't get exactly what I was expecting, because I, because I think she went over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, she was a little bit. She was a little much. cartoony. I was, I was saying that she has maybe one of the most consistent characters as far as like mm. she is always at whatever volume she's turned yeah. on or mm-hmm. whatever frequency maybe. But, um, but I told Andrew like. There's a part where uh, Leslie Jones and her come back and they've bought sandwiches. And I just said, like, I'm trying to picture that character, like, ordering a sandwich and what she'd be doing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and she's so weird that, like, I almost don't know how that would go down or what the exchange of money would be like. And I'm, I'm just joking. But, like, I, I, sometimes I found her, and I, that was, I felt that way with a couple characters. Sometimes I found her really, really funny. And other times I was just like, whoa, that was really weird. Like, yeah. that was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that happened probably with every character for me. In this yeah. Not a, yeah, for, yeah, for some Maybe not Leslie I think. Like, I will say maybe that's just an overall thing for me with, with the characters overall is that it feels like a movie that, and I, apparently this is the thing of Paul Feig's anyway, that uh, the director, that he lets people kind of kind of run with it yeah. and just kind of and kind of ad-lib a, a bit. Mm-hmm. So I think even, you know, story aside, which we'll get into, I think that that's something, a factor for me in the film, a big part of it is that sometimes it feels like those character traits are maybe a good ad-lib and yeah. other times it feels a little weird because maybe that's just what, what they got on that on that roll through yeah. or something. So. Mm-hmm. And it didn't necessarily match the character or... It's... Sometimes. I, I felt like some characters... That's, maybe that's the, my thing with Leslie Jones is that it felt like her ablibs were always, almost always in character for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's a part where, I, we'll just kind of jump into one thing, where a mannequin gets possessed <laughs> and yeah. she reacts, I think the only person in the movie who acts like really scared yeah. by this weird thing. And she's previously seen a ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in the subway. I think twice, twice before that. But this is... I thought it was very creepy, mm-hmm. and yeah. I thought it was like a genuine reaction where it was like, oh yeah, like Ray and Peter and oh, those guys all ran from weird ghosts and stuff because they're yeah. freaking ghosts. spooky yeah. and scary, yeah. And at the very least, you get slimed. It's not fun. So I, I just that was an element for me where it felt like, and maybe there's could have been other scenes written differently, but like they're literally, you know, watching this phantom barfing on yeah. on them, and like 
I guess the whole point is they're so sciencey that there's like it was beautiful. Like I would be like I think I would have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, that's just me. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about well, what do you think of like Melissa Mac- uh, McCarthy's character? I like to. I I am a huge Melissa McCarthy fan. I think she is so talented and I so funny. I think she's funny. really funny. Um, <clears throat> I go ahead. So like I'm coming at it from kind of a different angle. Like I liked her in uh, Gilmore Girls uh-huh. back in the day, but then I think a lot of the new stuff has just been like too Melissa McCarthy as a character and hmm. like too just like turned up to eleven all the time. And uh, so I was actually very pleasantly surprised by this performance. I thought she did a very good job of like having. She was a, a little more um, subdued, subdued or... than mm-hmm. from her usual stuff. Like I think the last movie I saw her in was Spy and. She's doing a lot of physical gags. In that Which movie. is, and I mean, she's another, Paul spy. Feig, another Paul Feig movie. Mm-hmm. I think they work well together. I think she is so funny. But I, I do agree that, like, I think there is a kind of a line that she kind of tiptoes over where sometimes she relies really heavily on physical gags. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she's riding, like, a the Ghostbuster gun in the alleyway. Yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> won't, like yeah. you know, won't let go of the power button. And it's like, you know, and it's fine in, in context. Yeah. But, but, and then other times she's, you know, playing a little, playing a little more realistic which yeah. i, yeah. I kind of like yeah that was that was the, those were the parts that i liked the most the, yeah. the other parts are like that's lady paul blart or whatever like she gets like, she plays a little like she it, it does play a little like she is trying to maybe establish herself as the physical female comedian of our time and mm-hmm. i i think that's that's fine i, mm-hmm. I it's not my typical like i don't find physical humor to be funny all the time i think she's great at it and usually i find mm. her really funny at it sure um but i do understand what you're saying um i did want to point out i thought it was <clears throat> excuse me i thought it was very cool that kate mckinnon's character explained the science of everything that she was building in even mm. if the science is all bullshit sure like, yeah. even if it's all made up which no. it is i the fact that she is sitting there and taking the time to explain the science of everything. I thought was great. Absolutely, I love that. Yeah. And like how she me, found the time and money to make them is another thing. But, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But I'll, forg- oh, I'll right. forgive that because the tech I thought was a pretty cool. I liked that approach in this film. That yeah. was something I did enjoy. Where the original Ghostbusters, say what you will, they're just they have proton packs. Right. They're just there. Egon's made them. They turn them on. They're freaked out a little bit, but and it makes for a good surprise when you finally just see this thing happen. But. Uh, but that was something I enjoyed with sort of all of the, the gadgets yeah. in this one. And I like I what I like about that is whether that has the lasting consequences that I hope it has, I, I hope that there are some some girls who watch the movie and see this character who's being a scientist on screen think like, Wow, that's really cool. Like this you know, like even even if all she's doing is rattling off a bunch of like bullshit science that doesn't make any sense, like some kid out there is going to be inspired by that and saying like you know what i want to do that too like her character was my favorite character and like mm-hmm. i want to be a scientist just like, invent i want to be Hol- or... i want to be holtzman when i grow yeah. up i i liked it i, I agree with you in, entirely yeah uh and one of the other reasons that i liked it was that it gave her character depth in a way that yeah. like normally when you get that wild out there crazy character you don't get that mm-hmm. but this is like there is thought behind like what she's doing this is yeah like she's an actual person rather than just being like nuts because that's what you need in that scene yeah well did i mean she was almost like the opposite of egon in this in the way that like he's like the quiet guy that like he's so introverted that of course he puts that much of course he could make a proton pack yeah because or a or a trap for a ghost because he spends all of his time inside of his own brain and this this kate mckinnon's character is definitely a lot more outlandish and kind of like 
or maybe, you know, not even necessarily an extrovert, maybe just like we so weird that she's interacting, you know, with yeah. people in just weird ways. But I equally <clears throat> see it swinging that way and her being able to, you know, fall asleep for a second and then dream up some, some crazy thing yeah. like that. I, I, I buy that. I, yeah. I, I like the idea of having, because a lot of times you'll get those, uh, artistic people who are like very functional too. And like, just like, uh, their brain is working on a whole different level, and so they're uh, they do seem so crazy. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes down to it, like you have to have that in order to come up with proton packs or whatever. Sure. If you're dealing with catching ghosts, you have to be willing to accept things outside of whatever. So she's not yeah. going to be a typical scientist. She's mm-hmm. not going to be that, and she needs that to kind of go crazy with it. Mm-hmm. Do we want to get into the story overall, or sure. spoiler territory? I suppose. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. Heads um, up, spoilers. Spoilers are coming like a couple of ghosts. Yeah. Uh, so the movie starts, it's got a pretty similar, similar sort of intro where, you know, a ghost spooks somebody and, uh, in the hotel, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good character actors and comedians in this film. And what's the, Zach Woods is in the the starting from Silicon Valley and The Office, I believe. Um, yeah, I really liked that. It was very, I thought that was Maybe one of the scariest parts, like the the, the woman yeah. screaming you, and stuff. Did you find the scares to be kind of genuine in the movie? Um, I watch a lot of horror movies and sure. have, and 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 it takes a certain amount of scares, and so I, I found the images of some of the ghosts and stuff to be a little more like a little scarier than like if I was a kid, I think I'd be really freaked out by like a skeletal ghost that was like electrocuted sure. or whatever. That that guy, the uh, prison guy. And I and I go subway. both ways because I also found you know the sort of amorphous. You know, they weren't humans at any point, just kind of weird yeah. ghosts from the originals to be kind of disturbing where, but those mm-hmm. were also different kinds of effects and yeah. stuff like that. Um, I didn't, I didn't find it to be, it was something that I was slightly disappointed by was that some people, initial reports were kind of like, it's a lot scarier and funnier. And I didn't find it to be particularly scary, but that's more my pref, more of my, the place I'm coming from. I feel like it was probably scarier for you're other people. A, it's you're scarier a sick, than... twisted person <laughs> yeah. who has a disgusting mind. Yeah, so... I think, I, I, I believe there's more scares and stuff than there were in the original Ghostbusters, sure. for sure. Yeah. Uh, I watched it with my mom, and the jump scares were working on her. Oh, <laughs> was it really? Every single time, yeah. She was jumping out of her chair. That's, That's... interesting, because uh, my wife, I went with her, and she usually falls for jump scares pretty easily, but I don't remember her fidgeting in her chair at all, so yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but I'll continue with the story. So we. Oh, sure. We... So so that opens up. That's sort of the inciting incident that introduces us to... Ghosts. Ghosts in our world. And I think, like, right off the bat, it seems like they are going into a different type of humor. They, like, establish that it's going to be different than the original. Yes. It, and... it's, it definitely is is uh, trying to be more of a more of a comedy, for sure. Yeah. yeah and I or don't, at least more of a different a, kind yeah, of comedy. Yeah, it's a different type of comedy. I don't really know how to explain the difference, but, like, it, immediately you get that it's not the original. Yeah, which is fine. It's, yeah. Which is fine. It's uh, I'll get to kind of my, my overall kind of issue with parts of it but we'll, we'll do that at the end so sure. we're zach woods gets attacked by a ghost we get the title and um we meet kristen uh, weeks character. character and she is in trouble because someone on her staff found a book that she co-wrote with melissa mccarthy's character when they were yeah. younger um about ghosts and said that you know you're up for tenure and you know you'll be you'd be crazy not to get this thing off of amazon you know if, if the dean finds out about this yeah kiss it goodbye um so she goes to visit her, and we meet Melissa McCarthy and Kate McKinnon's character. Yeah. And um, that person, by the way, was not someone on staff. That was Ed Bagley Jr. Who Ed Bagley. Oh yes, was begging her to help him with the. Help Sorry, him there's with the I, yeah. there's a million cameos yeah. in this. Um, some better than others. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so they learn about the mansion, and yeah. they all travel there together. That's very similar too to the um, to the first kind of case in the original Ghostbusters, the where they go to the library because you get the impression that Egon and Ray spend a lot of time in the lab, and Peter is trying to meet women. Yeah. So, and it's not again. There's not exact analogs. In fact, I think they did a pretty good job of establishing that. One person isn't supposed to be this character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they do have a scenario where the two more devoted Ghostbusters are traveling to the ghost scene with a ghost, and then the third character is like, "Yeah, I'll come, but I'm sure. Okay, yeah. here I come." Um, they get there and they meet See a ghost. ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's it's in the trailer. Yeah. It barfs all over Kristen Wiig. Um, which, yeah, <laughs> that was fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was just like weird. Like I don't know. It was it was a weird like. Did that happen to Zach, uh, Zach Woods? Well, so they, they established in the scene with Zach Woods, like, it looks like he gets killed. Like, it looks like the ghost is going to, like, murder him, and then, like, he is in the next scene. I was like, oh, okay, I guess he's I was a little surprised. Well, the woman yeah. in the library gets the shit scared out of her in the first one, but then she's just kind of, like, but rambling. It, the, the, the ghost in this movie seemed much more malicious and, like, True. after Zach Woods than... Which is why it's interesting, like, I thought he was going to fall into spectral yeah. goop and die. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought he was going to die. He's just like, and then, like, they just show him the next morning he's out of the museum, and it's yeah. like, oh, okay, I guess he... Just got scared. Yeah. Um, so so they get the, the footage of it. Um, basically, doesn't she get fired right then? Or Yeah. Yeah. She they upload it on the internet, and then um, the dean finds the video, and so he tells her, you're fired. Like, there's, there's no way around this anymore. You're fired. Um, so they... They then hear... Is it... Um, this is when we meet Leslie Jones. She goes... She's working in the subway... Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she she sees um, Neil Casey's character, who is the villain of the movie. Um, she sees him wandering off into the into the subway. She follows him and then sees a the the ghost you were talking about the the electrocuted prisoner. Yeah, which yeah. I was pretty creepy. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he freaked me out more than anything in the movie. Yeah, just the his face, his glowing eyes. And yeah. yeah. So she sees him. So she hears about. The, and sees that he put a device or something yeah. in the in the subway. So she she has heard about these the three go, new Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um. So she goes to them for help, and they go down to the subway. They find, they find the remnants of the device. They see the ghost. And they brought um, like a prototype. Kenan has like a prototype of the proton pack. Um. Yeah. So they. There's a weird like, I'll just a, I'll you know I'll, I'll nitpick. There's a weird like physical part that was weird where like. They're, they barely get off the tracks when this train's coming. The ghost gets hit by the train. All of and its it ectoplasm up... hits them and then, like, is stuck, like, on the train, like, yeah. and going away. And But then again, you could argue, like, you know, why don't ghosts fly fall through the concrete and into the core of the earth? Sure. You know, like, what yeah. keeps them suspended or floating or going through a wall or not? But it was just a weird metaphysical sight gag where I was like, I sure, for for that moment, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, So they meet them and, or, and then they've, I think after that, Leslie Jones comes back the next day and says she wants to join team. the team. Yeah. Um, which is another thing where I was like, why did she quit her job? Like <laughs> later she's complaining like, I, that wasn't such a bad job. And I was like, did anyone make her quit? What yeah. happened? Yeah. Um, but did anything happen before that? Did we see? Oh, we met Kevin before that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we forgot about uh, about his character. We need to talk about Kevin. Well, oh God. <laughs> yeah, let's watch. That'll be in our next movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Kevin is played by Chris Hemsworth. He yeah. is the dim-witted, to say the least, yeah. receptionist. Mm-hmm. Um, and the he is ups, he is the dumbest person in the movie by about ten miles. 
Yeah, I wouldn't really consider him to even be a person within the movie. He's a cartoon. He's, he's a, just I, a yeah. cartoon. He's, he's yeah. If, if you if anyone thinks that Kate McKinnon's character is like yeah over the top, which it is, but yeah. like and like a little cartoony, like she looks at him at one point like I can't believe like yeah. I I think I, in the same way that I try to picture Holtzman ordering a sandwich, I'm trying to picture how Kevin got from his Australia or, or his apartment or anywhere to get to where he is. Like, yeah, it's he baffling. dressed in the morning. Yeah. yeah. He is someone who could only exist within the confines of a film and somehow doesn't, isn't yeah. been hit by a truck or something. Yeah. Which worked for me. I thought he was a, a I thought he was hilarious. pretty, he went, he vacillated for me between yeah. overall being pretty funny, but other times, like, uh, very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, somebody made the comment, like, that Chris Hemsworth has, like, been quietly making kind of a nice comedy career for himself. And like I think he's like in the Thor movies he has he has pretty good comic timing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they made a like a short film. Taika Waititi, the director of the new Thor movie, who did what we do in the shadows, mm-hmm. made like a short you film about, about Thor about where he was in Civil War. That's apparently super funny. Yeah, but it's not out yet. No, or, it's okay. like a little. So it's just a comic. It's a comic con thing. Yeah, I always, like I see those and then I never watch them because it's somebody talking about yeah. how, what they saw when they went and saw it. And I'm sure. Like, oh yeah, All right, yeah, I'll just wait until. Like, of yeah, course, really, of course. But apparently, like, and he was really funny in that, and yeah. so just it's I, I like Chris Hemsworth. I think he's very talented, also, and so in this role, yes, it is a it is a character that can only exist in a movie because you can't imagine that person not like just walking into the street and getting hit by. Yes, a car exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he is I, the gags worked for me. Like I thought he was. His, they hired him basically because he's the only person who applied. Only one who applied, but all, and also Chris 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 found him very attractive. Yeah. And even when he complete when he. Can and not even answer the phone properly. Yeah, they keep him around basically. Yeah, yeah. Um. So what they so Leslie Jones hops on, mm-hmm. um, gives them their car, the yeah. Ecto One. Yeah, they get the new Ecto One that is a renovated Hertz. Uh, yeah. Her, not Hertz. Hertz rent a car. Hertz rent a Hertz. Yeah, they um, have to return it. Okay, I did think this is weird because they they'll, they'll address this later in the film. Is that she's like borrowing the hearse, right? Yeah. But she like completely tricks it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, she did. Yeah, Kate McKinnon oh, took it. Oh, okay. And then she saw it. She was like, well, "This is not." What did you good. do? I can't. Because so, even because even yeah. so, I think it would have come back, and he would have been like, "Okay, well, this is unusable for me. Like, yeah, I yeah. can't." Okay, that was that was something where I was like, I, I was like, "Did they buy?" I was like, "Did they buy it off of him?" And then later, I was like, "No, no, no, they were borrowing it." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. They get the car, and then. That's when they go to the the rock concert. The rock concert. Ooh. <laughs> that band was so good. Oh boy. <laughs> so, good. so yeah, I was like, could they get? Couldn't they get anyone to to be there that was like had any chops at all? Yeah. It was a pretty. Ozzy Osbourne was there standing oh, in please. the background. Okay, that is probably. I mean, that's just a terrible cameo, but like that's probably the worst thing in the movie. Like that's awful. It is the like. It is fifteen year old like what reference a moldy, to moldy Aussies. reference. <laughs> yeah, I I told Aaron. Andrew I told Andrew I never thought I'd have to hear Sharon ever again. Yeah. That was just ridiculous. Why? Was he they, a ghost? They, they probably wanted him to. <laughs> was he a ghost? They probably wanted him to do the actual performance, and he was like, "I can't." I, I, I think I was, I was talking to my fiance, and I was like, "Is he a big Ghostbusters fan or something? <laughs> yeah. Like, why was he in that movie?" He just showed up on set one day, and yeah, couldn't, was like, yeah, couldn't keep him away. Movie? Yeah. I'm not gonna say no to Ozzy. Yeah. I don't know. That was bizarre. But anyway, they go to the rock concert, and uh, Kevin McDonald's character, Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. Who's Kevin McDonald? He's a uh, kids in the hall. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still funny man. Yeah. Uh, Ronald, tells them. Ronald. <laughs> yeah, Ronald McDonald. My man um, <laughs> tells them that there's a big horrible ghost and go find it. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I think that that's the moment I I talked about where a mannequin gets possessed. Yeah. And they first use like their gear on it and kind of like disintegrate it, which is really cool. Um, but it's like this big 
like dragon, dragon kind of dragon ghost. Yeah. Demon. yeah. I um, and again, you know, you, we can compare it. There were demon dogs that weren't even exactly ghosts in the first one. There was, and I liked, I personally like ghosts that are less just dead people and more mm-hmm. just like weird things. Or things just, that have been, just like a thing yeah. that is a ghost of nothing. It's just, it is a ghost and it's from some weird dimension. Um, so that was just like a little strange, especially since almost all the other ghosts were like this malevolent woman, the guy who got electrocuted, all the souls we see later on behind the mirror, the bad guys. I don't know why, why these particular mirrors can show the other spirit realm or whatever, but like you can mm-hmm. see people pressing against it. Whenever do you see a couple other weird dragon demons, which yeah. is a little weird. Um, and there are, there are things later like possessed balloons, but I think that's yeah. more because everything's kind of possessed. Yeah, and, see, and Mr. And Mrs. Slimer, yeah. Oh, we'll get to Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Slimer. Um, so yeah, they so they fight the ghosts. They kind of interrupt the rock concert and. Uh, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. In fact, <laughs> I was surprised the lead singer didn't die. He gets crushed under all these like amps, and then he's like back up later. Um, so what happens? They capture the ghost, and that's sort of their only moment of fame. And that's something yeah. that's a, a quite a bit different than the first one too. That. Then there's, they capture Slimer in the hotel, and after that it's just montage of success. Yeah. And they are they're awesome, going up, their star is rising. This one they're basically told by the mayor, played by uh, Andy Garcia, to like stop. Well, he doesn't say stop. He says we can't. We have to. We have to publicly yeah. deny you. Deny you, but please keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, doing what you're doing, but like cut it out. Well, yeah. no. Initially he says, I think he says Homeland Security's got it under control. Okay. And he yeah. doesn't think that they know what they're messing with. Yeah. Um, which is weird. Like, how much do they know about like right. the ley lines and stuff like yeah. that? Um. So what happens after that? I think they. Huh. <laughs> what happens? Is that when they figure out the ley lines? Did. Um, so well, they, they, there's they, a couple more devices that go off. They definitely found one in the concert. Um, I feel like for being a fairly kind of boilerplate sort of story as far as like, look, the villains set these things up and it's a pattern that means that this thing's going to happen. Um, yeah, gosh, what was the so other set piece? the movie, Neil Casey's character has been planting these like spectral bombs almost to kind or of in, like... Yeah, amplifiers To or kind something. of like open up the gateways to the other realm through these, what, ley lines? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Um, that are in New York. And so they... just like channels, natural channels in the earth that says that have spiritual energy in them. So he yeah. wants to bring the fourth cataclysm upon the planet. He's yeah. like really antisocial. He thinks human beings are scum. Yeah. And they also, I don't, I mean, I don't blame the guy. I just feel bad a little bit because like people are like openly dogging on him. Yeah. Like the waitresses like, are like, the waitresses would, are yeah. like, ugh, there's the creepo again. It's yeah. like, can you just you serve him. even whisper to yourselves you, yeah. at least? Um, I, yeah, I think they, they do figure that out, but not before we get, in my opinion, the worst cameo in the film. Okay, so one of the nice things about this movie is that they do include cameos from people from the original movie. When they're when Kristen Wiig is talking to the dean about tenure, when she walks out of his office, there is a bust of Harold Ramis, which mm-hmm. I loved. And yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. And um, it was subtle. It was like it, the first shot is this, you know, panning yeah. up on his thing, you know, yeah. on his face. But Bill Murray makes a cameo as a debunker, oh. and he. Could not seem more checked out of this movie. Or green screened, weirdly. Yeah, yeah the, the, so there's a scene where he's being interviewed by the news. It literally looks like he shot his answers like at his house. Yeah. And then they had to splice him in. It, was and it really just looks like there was no interaction ever between the newscaster and Bill Murray. And then the next scene, I would almost say he's, if you're going to apply like an analog, he's almost like the Walter Peck a little bit. But yeah. then again, he was just doing his job. Bill Murray's just kind of like. Yeah, yeah he has no reason to, to be mad at them but he that's what he's built his whole career on as a ghost <laughs> debunker 
Yeah. The world famous yeah. Casey Bunker. So, well, yeah. So he shows up and walks in and then sits down for the rest of the scene. Yeah. And basically goads Kristen Wiig's character into opening the trap. The trap, which is the only ghost that they catch in the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> and um it kills him? Yeah. It I believe he dies. Of, it zooms out of the trap and like flies him out the window and he lands on the pavement and dies. Well, okay, well, cut to like them looking out the window and going, "Oh gosh," and then them around all the police. How do they they don't get arrested, do they? No. Seems like a very strange coincidence, like very strange thing that they wouldn't be somehow arrested responsible. For, yeah. At least suspicion. Being thrown out of their window. Yeah, yeah. I think they were suspicious of them, and then the FBI came in, and because they had the previous thing, they let them off. Oh, maybe that's the case. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so they they then catch up with Neil Casey's character. They find out where he's. They see the ley lines. There's a big hotel in the center of the ley lines. Yeah, so they figure out where the epicenter of... The Mikado Hotel, I think it was? Or sure. Something? I don't know. <laughs> Ghostbusters. For, for, like, for, like, a movie that I really like, the one thing about the villain is he is just kind of... I, I like Neil Casey. I like mm-hmm. his performance. But, unfortunately, the character is kind of... Meh. So yeah, I, don't even the, I don't even remember the name of his character, to be honest. Rowan. Rowan, okay. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um... So he, they find out where the hotel is. They go to stop him because they figure out that's the epicenter of where the ley lines are. It's right on the X of the ley lines. Mm-hmm. So they go there to stop him. He has this big machine built. This is also where the Annie Potts cameo comes in. She's the she's the yeah, receptionist like at the hotel. Um, but I didn't like nearly any of the cameos, honestly. From really? The people from the what about movies. we're jumping ahead? But what about did you like Dan Aykroyd? No, I didn't. Oh, I, I liked I liked it. I thought it was like so. It's just I, like let's throw him in there, and this yeah, is the only reason. Yeah, but there. I don't know. He's he like, seemed he's even though playing the cab driver who's yeah. not very happy in New York. Ooh. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I thought it was funnier than the other ones, and it felt like despite the fact that he is also sitting, yeah. there was something just more genuine about. I don't know. Maybe sure. I'm hmm. I'm coming at it from you know, I have a lot of I have a lot of baggage on it too. Yeah. But I don't know. I didn't automatically love Bill Murray's. That's for sure, and yeah. I just enjoyed that more. But yeah. I can see where you're coming from. I, the other yeah, we'll get to it. But I think one of the things that I think you know this movie could have done is either do more to set itself up. I, I feel like maybe some of those cameos and things were a little more fans on the fan service side, that, yeah. and it wasn't as smooth as a transition again like some yeah. of the other soft reboots that we've seen recently. And, and I felt like some worked better than others. And uh, again, you it's a fine balance. You have to try and tread as much new ground as you do old ground yeah. in a way. It's, it's tough mm-hmm. to, to keep together. Yeah. But it, it just seemed like the old ground that they were treading in these scenes were just like, you've seen this guy, he was in the old one. All yeah, right, let's it, get back to the story. It didn't necessarily facilitate, like, they yeah. could have easily been cut to them racing in the hotel and running down the stairs. You're, yeah. You know, I mean, at, at least Bill Murray's was a plot point. True. None of the other ones. It was disappointing, and, and that's just like a character part, but like, that this guy that, he's no one. Like, there's no reason for her to have to prove herself to this particular guy. Yeah. But she still kind of gets the better of herself and and opens the thing up. Did anyone else think also that it was going to be empty and that it would have phased away or something? Yeah. I was worried yeah, that I that was going to happen also. Yeah. And then no, it was actually real and he died. Yeah. Um, so okay, they, so they it, they confront Rowan. Rowan is about to turn on the machine that is going to unleash hell essentially on well, the spirit realm or whatever the fuck. Um, and so Melissa McCarthy is trying to talk him down. He ends up electrocuting himself. It's pretty. It's it's the effects aren't great but it also is like jarring that someone just like murders yeah. them so know. he kills himself yeah and then so they think they have essentially won the day at this point because they shut down his machine but what they don't realize is that rowan has turned himself into a spirit yeah and 
Now, Good thing that happened. Yeah. So Rowan takes over Kevin's body and goes back to... And this is after... Well, this is after um, they get fake arrested. Yeah. And all of them are back at the apartment, and Melissa McCarthy gets possessed. It's in the... That's yeah. all in the trailer. Um, in fact, I think almost the entire scene, like, she gets possessed from the, inside the sink. Um, she actually tries to destroy the Ghostbusters gear. Yeah. And then tries to throw Kate McKinnon out the window, and then the ghost leaves her body after Patty attacks her and goes into Kevin. Yeah. He steals the Ecto-2, the motorcycle, and yeah. drives away. So he turns the machine back on, unleashes all the spirits. Um, the Ghostbusters, minus Kristen Wiig, who has gone off to... So this was something I talked to you about, and, and I, I think it's another a little bit of an issue I have with the film, where they felt like there was a lot of... There were some parts where the editing was a little confusing, and I don't... I genuinely don't remember if there was some sort of conflict or something that separated... Why was Kristen Wiig's character, do you remember? Why was she on her own, like, with the mayor and stuff? Like, why... I don't remember what the circumstances like, were. Like, why she went to the mayor alone. Was there, a, was there a fight after she released I the ghost? I there was a fight. I think, like, the other characters were eating sandwiches, and she, like, realized when she was in the apartment by herself what was going on, and then ran I'm off. just trying I to remember. I, wrong. I don't... I, you know, it's, it's fine. It's I think it's less to do with, like, me literally not remembering and more to do with, like... I do think that maybe there was just some some stuff on the cutting room floor. Like I think, you know, not overall, but like it, it just felt a little weird in some places. It felt like there was some mm-hmm. stuff. She did. She's the up. one who looked through Rowan's notebook and saw that he his plan was to kill himself and then come back as a spirit. As a spirit, yes. So she was. She realized that he was going to destroy New York, and so she went. But I, I feel like whatever was happening is she went to the mayor first to warn him, knowing he had the resources apparently, yeah. and didn't go to to Kristen Wh- or uh, Melissa McCarthy's character because I think that. I think there's a fight in there or something. I don't think there is. That's weird. I feel like there's more of a blow-up after... What did she say to her after she released the ghost? I, I'm i not sure. It was just... I don't... Oh, I didn't, there was that. I don't remember there. if there was actually anything. I'm not... Argue, I'm not... Don't necessarily sure think that there was. It's just con- a little confusing. Sure. But, um... So they, they are separated, but three of the Ghostbusters take the Ecto-1 and I think just head into the epicenter yeah. of, the, of the attack, basically. And, um... <clears throat> they... They the reach Ecto-1 a block... Gets- Stolen by Slimer. By Slimer, um, who steals it, and that, yeah, there was Slimer. So it leads to pretty long action sequence where they are just fighting the ghosts kind of in the epicenter of New York. Mm-hmm. Time, we're in the middle of old, Times Square turned like old yeah. school or something. Um, I liked that whole scene. I thought that whole sequence was really well done. It's very different um, than the original for sure because like, there's never like an action scene quite like yeah. that. So they introduce kind of specialized ghost weapons for everybody. Like Melissa McCarthy has, you see it in the trailer, it's almost like ghost gloves or something. Like she has like little power gloves that you see kind of launch out little like projections. Those little Mega Man her. bullets. Yeah. Um, Leslie Jones' character has like a ghost chipper. Yeah. That like sucks ghosts in and just kind of chips them Shoots out. Shoots all their exo- ectoplasm um, out of the bag. Kate McKinnon gets these little pistols mm-hmm. and then Krista Wiig gets a shotgun. Yeah. Like a ghost shotgun. Um, so they enter into this fight scene. I again, I thought this action scene was good. I don't know about you guys, but I, I really thought that was fun. The this the part where Kristen or not Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon pulls out the pistols. Like my the audience at my theater went nuts when she was like, that was pretty badass. It's just like to the point where I was actually afraid she was going to be killed. Like I thought like. <laughs> She was going to be like, oh, so brazen and then, that... And then, like, a ghost would come and, like, get her. Well, that's the other thing. is like, someone throws, like, a ghost axe at them. Yeah. And they're like, get down! And I was like, what would have happened? if it Would it have slimed them or yeah. would it have chopped them in half? Like, I yeah. I wasn't sure to what extent they could hurt and affect them. Yeah. The 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 mortality of the people in the film was sometimes a little dubious. Like, they're, 
using these incredibly powerful weapons and it sometimes seems very cavalierly. And they established in the first one, like, it can knock down chandeliers and, like, you wouldn't want to get hit with that beam. Yeah. And this one, because it's a little more slapsticky comedy, there's more jokes with kind of the destructive power of it. But mm-hmm. in a way where I'm like, be careful. Like, they're shooting <laughs> it right above the heads of everyone in the concert. And you're like, okay, like, be ca- I, usually there's no one else but you and the ghost. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I overall, I think I like the fight scene. It's very different. There wasn't, yeah, like I said, quite an action scene like that before. And I, that was just... A surprising difference there was no like trapping element they were like weakening or kind of destroying the ghosts yeah. in this one yeah which was you know which is fine um and well they get attacked after well oh sorry pre- previous to that there was the parade balloons that they destroyed and uh including the stay puff marshmallow see, man see okay so this is kind of what bugged me about like their their callbacks and kind of the same mm-hmm. way that uh even though i loved episode seven it kind of bugged me in the way that it called back in a way that just seemed like it was aping what was going on in the old movies. Mm -hmm. But this one had the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It's like, oh, hey, check it out. We, you know, did the old movie. And then in addition to that, they, later on, I'm jumping forward a little bit. That's fine. We're almost there. They, yeah, they turned the Ghostbusters logo into a huge walking ghost that's the size of uh, a skyscraper. Kind of like Oogie Boogie from... uh... Yeah, a little Oogie Boogie. I wouldn't say kind of. I was like, they're cousins. It's like a mix between that and some... For some reason, Dan Aykroyd's face, like, on Yeah, the... a little. Um, he had a, a weird kind of... I actually kind of like the effect of him. He looked like mm-hmm. a little bit something like of a sheet draped over him. And when he stepped on this car, he had almost... It's weird that he almost had a marshmallow quality, like, yeah. the way he pulled off of it. I thought yeah. it. I thought for... I didn't love his actual... The form he chose, but as far as, like, the visual, I thought it worked. It didn't look... I don't know. I, I kind of liked the effect on it. I thought I, I, it looked... They put some work into it, it looked like to me. Mm-hmm. But... There's yeah, a... I, I I like the look, like just the the, they pulled it off well. Sure, yeah. for what it was, like, for what it was, but, but what, what it was it was, was... It's like, hey, let's, we're doing this and, again. And, and even the way they introduced him, it's like he literally you know, becomes a cartoon within the real world. Yeah, like an animated. <clears throat> if they had gone that direction, it would have been different too. Mm-hmm. Like if it was an actual, maybe like a Roger Rabbit or Cool World kind of thing where he was an <laughs> actual cartoon within the world, then I'd be like, okay, this is a little bit unique. But in this way, I mean, it's CG, which they weren't doing before. It was stop motion, but it well, felt exactly the same. The other same. thing, too, that I didn't even, when I saw, because uh, I think they did sort of spoil that a little bit in the trailer, or uh, one of the trailers, at least, um, him becoming kind of like the big logo thing, is I thought it was just the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man again. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just another version of him, and I was like, for real, they're not, they're doing, but in this one, they sort of, sort of had their cake and ate it, too. They had literally the balloon of him that was malevolent and crushing them, and then something similarly big and marshmallowy, but it was actually the logo. And, I don't know, we were talking a little bit, I think you could you could try and read in a little bit to to some of the references in here that almost that they're, they're referencing the old one but kind of putting it to bed a little bit, it seems like. Like, that can't have been lost on the makers of the film that they're mm-hmm. fighting the original logo for the movies. Um, by the way, did they, is their logo like the the standard logo or did they change it by the en- at the end or something? I didn't remember if they showed a sign or something that had something remember. different. I don't remember. Um, um, so yeah, there was that, and uh, they uh, they shoot it in the dick to yeah. like destabilize it. Basically, he becomes giant, and they realize the only way to stop <clears throat> him is um, to well, the the portal is open, is destroying the city, and the Ecto One. Luckily, 
Slimer X Machina shows up. Yeah. And he's driving the Ecto-1 and he has a wife now or a girlfriend <laughs> that looks just like him. A female Slimer has that, appeared in the car. It was his sister. It's a really yeah. weird Yeah. I just, I, I thought it was a weird choice to have it like, it's, a, like, it's, it's, a, it's a girl or it's feminine so it has this big like, big like 50s hairdo and like lipstick and it was very like, that was like, that was out of the cartoon. I think yeah. it's probably a shot from a, an episode of the cartoon or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, but they destabilize, basically the, the whole car is a nuclear reactor, they destabilize it when it flies into the portal, it creates like a vacuum and starts sucking everything in. So they shoot the giant Ghostbusters logo in the dick or whatever yeah. it, its crotch area. Yeah. And it flies in, but not before grabbing <clears throat> Melissa McCarthy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, Krista Wake attaches herself to just some... I, did they establish where it was? Uh, it was, was a, attached to? to a snowspeeder that okay. Luke, Luke Skywalker sure, was flying. Okay. Good. She attaches a, a carabiner to her belt and she jumps in... Yeah, that'd be, what a great, that would be a good comedy gag if she jumps in and is like, attached to nothing yeah. or something like that. I, I was kind of <laughs> expecting that or she was going to stop short or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she, she does pull her out, but their hair both turns shock white. It turns white. For a quick second. For like, well, then they dye it, but it was just a weird moment where well, like. Well, here's the thing. Then they dye it, and then in the next scene, it's back to their natural hair yeah. color. So they didn't oh, even right. stick with the dye job. Yeah, I don't know what weird. the point of that I, was. I didn't understand that. That one part, I was just like. I don't understand what the shock white... And it was almost supposed to be, like, funny, because they didn't act like they were so scared by the events that they literally, their hair turned white. Yeah. But it was like, is that just, like, what happens when you go to the ghost world? Yeah. That you kind of... Did they die a little? What happened? I don't like, know if there was, like, a reference to something that just went over my head. But... It was a little weird. I don't know. Their I, reaction was weird. I was hoping that they were going to stick with that, that that was going to make this a bit unique. That yeah. they're both white and have white hair? I mean, yeah. Like, no, it's a big, small detail, but it would deal, be interesting yeah, to be like, they can... went to the other side, and that's one of the things that happened. Yeah. That would be no, exactly. right. Um, and. So then there's a credit sequence, because mm-hmm. most movies have them. <laughs> and, and they uh, finally got to that dance. I mean, like, I was expecting that, was, that dance to happen in the movie. That was a little everybody confusing. everybody was doing the poses. There's a part before up. they get to the hotel where Kevin's been possessed and f- sort of freezes and makes all of the police and SWAT team and army, like, freeze in place. But it's in this weird, like, pointed, like, disco pose almost. Yeah. But they don't do anything after that. And you're waiting for this scene, and it happens during the credits. You kind of see this big dance number. But I wonder if, like... Maybe they were just like, there's no way this is going to fly. Like, people are going to leave the theater? Or, like, what was, like, or why? It, it might just felt like they, it just added too much time onto the movie. Uh, in a true. Way that, like, yeah. felt unnecessary. Yeah. Slow the whole, like, yeah. right before you have the... Right before you have scene. the big conflict, yeah. you have this weird yeah. dance number, yeah. So, um... Uh, Ernie Hudson also shows up... Oh, that's right. ...as Leslie Jones' uncle, who had lent her... But only after they were given, as thanks to the... Uh, from the mayor and everything they get unlimited resources and decide to rent the original firehouse of the yeah. ghostbusters and go which that's another thing where i wish they'd kept like the chinese restaurant i thought that was kind of yeah, cool yeah i thought I that too. was different because at I mean, first i was like oh cool it's the the thing and then they went to the new place and i was like weird chinese restaurant I didn't but then need to, it started I, working yeah yeah i just i wish they like not maybe how about not a firehouse maybe like an old police precinct and turn like the jail cells into into like the things i don't know just something a little uh, i don't know i i wish they had original. I, I just wish they had a little more things on their own. But see, I understand where other people would go, it's a fine line. You do too yeah. many original stuff. People say, this isn't even Ghostbusters. You do too many of the same things. Well, why'd you even remake it? I, I get where people are coming from, but I don't know. I just wish they had a few things on their own. I thought the Chinese restaurant was kind of cool. Yeah. I wish that was sort of their base, but that, that's a, sure. a small thing. Yeah. So they do a post credit scene where they're kind of setting up shop in the... In the firehouse, that's where Sigourney Weaver shows up mm-hmm. as Kate McKinnon's sort of mentor. I think she says um, she's self-taught, but that's also yeah. her mentor. But yeah. also, she's weird, so, so she would say of, that. That's kind of a fun scene. And then at the very end of the credits, 
we get a scene where Leslie Jones is listening to a tape of something, and then she just goes, have you heard the name Zool before? Or does the name Zool mean anything to you? So that's the And they're like, yeah, in this movie, Ghostbusters. Yeah. And then they hold up a cassette yeah. of Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so that's the setup for the next movie, I guess. Zool. But, yeah. Possibly. See, but... I, they really hope they don't fight Zool. I hope right. they fight some different thing. It, kinda, it yeah. does feel a little too Star Trek Into Darkness, where, like, it, because it's because it's the second movie of that series, they had to do Khan. But they didn't. I feel like they could have done introduced any other race or any yeah. other sort of well, thing. Yeah, I mean, like, they feel like they have to, but they don't have to. Yes. Like, you don't have to, because you're doing a but, movie from a different, like, a, a previous franchise, you don't have to do what the other movies And it's did. literally like, well, in their second movie, that was the Khan movie. Yeah. So this is our con movie. Yeah. It's like, no, you, you've, you've already implied these are your films. Go yeah. do your own thing. I maybe Benedict Cumberbatch will also play Zool. What did you? I mean, mm-hmm. if it's easy, if, if it's even possible to encapsulate, what, what, how did you feel overall about the film? How did you like the film? I really like the movie a lot. Um, I, I think because the trailers, I, I think the trailers are bad. I think so too. So my expectations going into the in before the trailers were high, the trailers sort of lowered them. But I still, it still exceeded and met my expectations. Okay, I felt like I liked it overall. I, I think, I think the biggest thing for me, unfortunately, is it is so, it references so much mm-hmm. its mm-hmm. its predecessor or the other one that I feel like that bogs it down. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so many elements working for it that, or that could be working for it, that could only be improved by being allowed to do more original stuff or have its own say. I know where... The frustrating thing is, this is a big budget movie from Sony. Yeah. They want to make money. Something called Phantom Fighters doesn't make mo- doesn't make money yeah. about a team of, of female ghost hunters. It doesn't. Ghostbusters puts people in the theater. Yeah. No matter what. Because there's a name attached to it. And I just wish that they didn't have anything... Any strings attached. I wish they didn't have to hit these marks and do these certain things and have... One black character, or one there wasn't an Asian ghost, but they didn't do yeah. new things. You know what I mean? Like it was, it felt like some of the yeah, the ground it, it trod over again was the wrong side of the fan servicey thing. Uh, we mm-hmm. you know we we've already met references multiple times on Force Awakens and Jurassic Park and stuff where there's some stuff where you're like, well, that wasn't really necessary. Mm-hmm. There there's that thing from that thing before. Mm-hmm. Got to get it, guys. Yeah. But I don't know. I wish. Yeah. I I, I think. It's not ultimately its its own fault. I think that's more to do with the company that's putting this out. Yeah. The people clearly were cared about this film that they mm. were making. But I think one of the things that holds it back the most for me is its its ties that it has to be so so referential to the to the old one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Max. Yeah, I feel the same way. Is that that's what uh, bogged it down a bit for me is that it uh, wasn't doing its own thing, um, and it was doing all those callbacks. But ultimately, I, ultimately, I enjoyed it. I was smiling at the end of it, and yeah. I, I, I think it, it also did enough. Yes, landed. Sorry. Not every single joke landed, and so like it's hard to get a comedy. It wasn't like I'm not gonna say, hey, this is this is great. You got to go and see it. But uh, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I I think that. <laughs> I for me like I I think it like there's enough big laughs in it for me that like I do recommend it for people, and yeah. I think it's I think the action scenes are good enough that like. I think it is fun to see it in a big screen, mm-hmm. and I think the the jokes are are they most of them do land for me. Not all yeah. of them do. Not every one of them does. Mm-hmm. But I think it, I think it hits enough of the check marks for me that I I, I would tell people to go see it. Right in on. theaters. And I I would like to see a sequel that do, that ignores that whole Zool thing and just does its own thing and is willing to let them be themselves and go for it yeah, the way I, you were talking. I about would that. hope 
I would hope with because I, I feel like it's been fairly successful. I think maybe stacked against the other films that came out. I'm not. So I'm actually not certain. I don't know what sure. what the numbers were like. But in this day and age, it doesn't take much. Yeah. I think I think a big property like that it could get a sequel. But I I do hope if anyone's out there listening, <laughs> that Paul, it, Paul, if you're yeah, listening, yeah, that Mr. Feig, you think. don't. Mr. Sony. You can be you can be the one. Don't take Sony's notes. You can be the one to make it its own thing. You've you've got this cool tech, you've got these ideas, like all you need are, are ghosts and people fighting them. And I, honestly, and I, and I honestly thought the tech was probably Sony's idea. It felt a little bit like merchandise. I mean, it's gonna like, sell hey, toys. I mean they were yeah. eating Papa John's pizza in the movie. Yeah. Like it's there's there that's just a, a product yeah. of our time. But I, I want them to go original. Yeah. They mm-hmm. they as a diehard Ghostbuster, I someone who loved Ghostbusters growing up. Vigo right behind me. As Vigo is my witness. As Vigo is my witness, I will be fine with them not referencing anything and doing their own complete thing is okay because I think they deserve that. I think that would make it a better film is truly making it their Ghostbusters. Sure. Called the same mm-hmm. thing, but its own film. It, it, that's totally fine to like, set themselves apart. Like that cartoon with the with the gorilla. <laughs> yes, like the original <laughs> yeah. original Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's been that's been referenced quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I. For me, I call it a success. Mm-hmm. I think maybe you guys have a more tempered recommendation of it. Yeah, but I would, I would, I would recommend it. I, uh, but it's yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like it wasn't a complete success, but it's one of those things that it has its, it has a lot of potential in my sure. opinion. Yeah, it's worth seeing. Yeah, I don't know what else I would recommend over it right now. Yeah, sure. Um, so guys, next month we plan on following through on this one. Uh, next movie we're gonna see is, uh, Suicide Squad. Followed by Group Suicide. <laughs> group, yeah. Yes, we're on Suicide Squad. Yeah, the final episode of the podcast. Um, yeah, so that is the, that's the next destination for us, guys. Final destination. So that's our final destination. Oh, I wish we were watching Ooh. Final Destination. You don't want to change your mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do a mini-sode or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. The precedent's already been set that we can switch our, we can change our minds in between podcasts. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, if all things fall into line, we will see you for Suicide Squad in August, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.